Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Umrapreneur Live podcast, where I interview Muslim entrepreneurs that are creating amazing businesses that are changing the world in a better way. And today I have with me someone who is very much doing that, and it is Sister Jennifer Ogunyemi. And uh, Sister Jennifer, I really wanted to introduce you myself and kind of prepare an intro, but I think, you know, the best way for us to introduce you is for you to actually share with us what is Sisters in Business and what it is that you do and why do you do it? So can you give us a few words about who you are and the business that you're building, inshallah? Jazakallah khair. Um, such a pleasure and honor to be here with you today. Um, so who am I? First of all, I'm a revert of 17 years, alhamdulillah. Um, I am from a West African background. I'm a mom to four children, um, alhamdulillah. And um, also just, I just want to put out there, I'm a regular sister. Okay, there was nothing irregular about me, but I'm a regular sister, mashallah. What is Sisters in Business? Sisters in Business is a community of women that I have created to really educate us, inspire us, and motivate us, and amplify our voices in the world of entrepreneurship. We know that in Islam, entrepreneurship is nothing new. It's something that is well deeply rooted within Islam as well as my own culture and my, you know, my traditions where I'm from. So I created this platform to really unite us all and to change the competitive mindset to a much more of a collaborative mindset. What do we do? But how do we do that? So we do that, first of all, by creating networking events where we come together, we socialize, we learn, we really motivate and inspire each other. We also run workshops and courses where we can really give targeted education. Um, in regards to the different aspects of business and why it's important for us to adopt these concepts that we're learning about. Um, so what really got me into it was a statistic. Mm. And that statistic was 65% of female entrepreneurs fail their businesses within the first three years. Wow. For a Muslim woman, it jumps up to almost 95%. Wow. And there's a reason for that. So that's how Sisters in Business was born. Did I, did I mean for it to be like this? Absolutely not. I just thought I was bringing sisters together based on sisterhood, based on entrepreneurship. But alhamdulillah, I'm super grateful for where we are now. Alhamdulillah, that's amazing. And I love the mission. I know we've spoken before. Uh, we had a clubhouse room uh, back when clubhouse, clubhouse was still a thing. Some people still use yeah. it. I've stopped using it. Me um, too. <laughs> since then. But, not a uh, thing for me no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's just so much that you have to manage as a business owner already, right? Um, right. SubhanAllah. But, um, you know, with what you with what you just said, actually, I want to I want to I want to dive deeper into that. You mentioned you mentioned a very interesting statistic that ninety five percent of of Muslim um, sisters who start a business um, don't end up succeeding. And what is the reason for that? What What do you think is the reason for that? So what we've identified with sisters in business is first of all lack of confidence. Mm. So the sisters really lacking the self esteem, the self motivation no confidence in going ahead and starting something of their own. Secondly, is lack of understanding of business concepts. So just the basics, how to start a business, what do you need to start a business, um, branding and marketing, you know, really all of that, that knowledge that you, that you could do better if you had beforehand. Um, and thirdly, we also have to understand that majority of the women who are coming into business are already mothers and wives. So already they're juggling a lot of responsibilities. So when we take all of that into consideration, is it a surprise that that percentage is so high? Absolutely not. Has anyone done anything to change it? Absolutely not. Can that statistic, can that percentage 
lower can can we get better at it of course we can and this is why we've really decided to start tackling head on some of those things that are really affecting our community within the world of um, entrepreneurship and what, how long ago did you start Sisters in Business when you found that there was this need and that you wanted to, to fill that gap? So this was four years ago now. Um, me ago. and my husband, we founded another company called Right Band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a company that was educating children or using their right hand to eat and, you know, the summer and everything. Um, so that went great. And we started, you know, providing health sales. So I decided to break off on my own and start a business of my own. Mm-hmm. I decided to enter the beauty market catering to women of color but abby i was not prepared for what came after right i done everything i had everything in plans i pressed launch one week passed, not one order two week passed, not one order a month two months three months passed i didn't have any orders and i just said to myself that's it it's not going to work so I pulled the plug on everything. My house was looking like a stock room with all the products that I had in there. I had no one to give the products to. And then my husband said to me, just have an event. So I'm I'm not someone new to events. I usually put on events and parties for sisters and stuff like that. But alhamdulillah, I have the knowledge. So just put an event on, give the boxes a sadaqa, and that's it. And that's exactly how Sisters in Business was born. It wasn't born, you know, with the knowledge that I have now. It wasn't born with the need to fulfill a particular market. It was born, first of all, out of a place of I needed the sisterhood to really uplift me in the moment when things weren't going so great. Mm. But also understanding that within that sisterhood, which I hold so dear to me, um, you know, the sisters and, and how we thrive was very quickly. I identified a very, very important niche. So I always say that networking is not a new thing. I just introduced something, I introduced something that already existed into a new market. And I think that's where my traction came from. Yeah, subhanAllah. And, and the power of community network is huge. And you're trying, oh, you're, you're, it, you're providing that, you're providing that support system to sisters. Uh, we know, and, and I love the name because it's so just, you know, it's self-evident, sisters in business. This is what you're trying to build here. And this is the community that you're growing. Now, you started this four years ago, mashallah, and, and not, I know you have an Instagram and you have events that you run every every year. Tell us about Sisters in Business. You know, it started off, as you mentioned, as a need, something that you felt you needed yourself as a business owner. And where is it now? What do you guys offer now? What do you do? So what do we do now? We do a whole lot. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> but some of the core things that we do is our networking events. Our signature networking events is what really put us on the map. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming in, coming into an event where it's open, it's non-judgmental, we're able to talk about topics that really we don't really talk about within our communities, mental health, um, emotional well-being, um, collabor- collaborating, you know, influencers. We talk about it all. Um, so we offer that. We also offer our courses and workshops where we have targeted, like I said, specific tailored workshops. So things like investing, branding, um, um, marketing, um, you know, influencer marketing, we're really able to really get into the nitty gritty of that education and really ch- try to get these business owners to understand the differences in what they're in the differences in what there is in the business world. Mm-hmm. And also what we've started doing now is we've pivoted a lot. So we found that during the pandemic, um, a lot of our sisters were suffering from mental health issues, um, digital exclusion, social exclusion. 
so now what we've become we've also become a social hub where we just connect um you know on just the basis of being sisters mm-hmm. um and i think what makes us really popular is when i first came to dean sisterhood was 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 the part that really helped me stick dean right that helped me thrive that really got me to understand that really got me to a community that understood me in my newness in islam and all of that and that is the basis of sisters in business so when you walk through our doors immediately it's about the sisterhood mm-hmm. then we recognize you as a sister then we recognize you as a businesswoman because it's really important for us as women to recognize each other in the in the platforms in which we are so if you're a mother you're a wife you're a student you're a you know whatever it is that you are we honor you in all those platforms and then we honor the the businesswoman inside you so that's kind of what we do, um, alhamdulillah. Um, like I said, this year as well, we've pivoted a lot to tap into corporates. So a lot of corporates with sponsorships, um, you know, um, just really tapping into other resources that we know that can support the sisters in our community. And I guess the biggest thing that we do now, which we're in our third year of doing, alhamdulillah, is our business awards in celebrating the achievements of these women in amplifying their voices and their businesses in the hard work that they have been putting in day in and day out without anyone seeing it we want to celebrate them and recognize them in that so alhamdulillah each year has got bigger and um, which means a lot more work for us honestly it's work that i'm i'm completely passionate about and really really enjoy alhamdulillah alhamdulillah and i i love what you're doing because it is so unique you're not just offering you know a certain course or a certain program but you're really offering here a support system uh, a network a community that gives value that provides people with a place where they can get the help that they need and i want to ask you for for um you know f- for anyone listening to this I'll, I'll i'll say not just for sisters but even for brothers who might be listening to this uh, most of our listeners are entrepreneurs people who are interested in business what can we do as Muslims to be more supportive of our sisters in business, of, you know, sisters who want to start businesses and become entrepreneurs? Is there anything that we can do as an ummah to try to help, you know, improve that statistic that we talked about in the beginning of the episode? So first of all, is recognizing, right? And the reason why I say recognizing, I remember I was talking on another platform and they, you know, the brother said, innocently said that, you know, we don't really recognize sisters as entrepreneurs. We see them as the mothers. We see them as everything else. And I said, well, that's where the problem is. Mm-hmm. You need to recognize her in, in her entrepreneurial state because it's taken a lot for her to get there. Mm-hmm. So recognizing, first of all, is really important. But then what can brothers do? And I'm, I'm speaking directly to the brothers now because I get asked this all the time and I think sisters were in a better place with it. But brothers really, really need to be our ally. They really need to support, which means put your money where your mouth is. Are you buying from sisters? Are you gifting from sisters? What are you doing? Are you talking about sisters and their businesses? What are you doing that could make, even if it's a drop in the ocean, we know that every single drop will create a massive ocean and that's what we're looking for. So it's recognizing, supporting, and thirdly, It's also about understanding that entrepreneurship is there to enhance the woman with the other responsibilities that she has. So as a businesswoman, it enhances her being a mother, it enhances her being a wife, a daughter, a friend, a a companion. And we have to honor our sisters in this state. 
it's not about stripping them apart and shaming them for being on platforms and shaming them for for wanting the better for themselves and their families because let's be truthful a lot of sisters get into business to better develop their income status in their household even those who are married right so it's not just about the single sisters so it's about really giving us our space holding us in our space and recognizing us in our space too well, I appreciate sir that was that was beautiful mashallah that's probably the the best answer that I that uh, that we could hear for that, you know, and and you just dropped a lot of real talk. Um, yeah, and, and don't worry I about you, the kids are here. Yeah, don't worry about the kids <laughs> in the background. It's happened before in our podcast for listeners, for our loyal listeners who know this, because we, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Subhanallah, there's this just reminds me of something that really all of us here, like Subhanallah, it's actually so beautiful because all of us here, uh, yourself, uh, Sister Jennifer, and myself, and everyone else. We all have different backgrounds and different life experiences. And I, I believe that we, most of us don't come from a privileged background in the sense that, you know, we're all living in mansions. We don't come from a big inheritance where we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to invest in businesses and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, mentors like, uh, you know, that have already built billion dollar companies in Silicon mm-hmm. Valley. We don't have that. And, and, and it's beautiful that what you're doing in sisters in business is like, okay, you know, these sisters don't have that. Let me build a community myself with whatever I can do. I'm just someone here living in the UK. I'm a, I'm a mother of, uh, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, and I'm a sister to all these, uh, you know, uh, Muslim women, and I want to help them. And I want to do yeah. what I can do. And you're doing what you can do with it, what's within your power. And I know that it's hard, sis. Like, I just want to give you a quick shout out because I know how hard it is. Like, there are... I'm sure it happens to you too, but it happens to me all the time. Like there are so many days where I, I think to myself, like, man, should I just quit everything and go back and get a job? Like, what should I be? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It happens all the time to me right now too, you know, because it is yeah. so difficult. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're trying to build something out of nothing uh, and praying for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to support us in that mission uh, and I to mean. grant us his barakah. I mean, I mean, and with what you're doing here, it's so beautiful. And you know, your edge is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you barakah in this mission. Because you know, you're doing this and you're really working so hard at it. And, you know, yourself, just like other women that I've interviewed on this podcast, you know, again, your mothers, your wives, you have families. And, you know, you're still out here trying to achieve and build something great that will make a positive impact on the Oman mm-hmm. on the world. And I think that's so Absolutely. beautiful. And, and that's really something that I, we want to see more of in the Oman. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what ends up, you know, that's what will allow us to, inshallah, uplift each other. And, and and get to a better place, you know, uh, a better state, inshallah, for all of us, inshallah, Taala. I mean, Do you ever get those thoughts, Jennifer? Those, those, you know, those oh, those Abby, struggle moments. <laughs> I get those struggle moments all the time. But let me mm. tell you what, why I'm so fortunate. Mm-hmm. I hire a group of women that their visions are just as big as mine. Mm-hmm. They get it. Mm-hmm. they understand in the moments that okay this week Jennifer's not all together I need you guys to show up much more than what I'm showing up mm-hmm. there are days where I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking to myself with everything that I do do I still have it in me to carry on mm-hmm. do I can I still turn up at speaking engagements at panel you know panel guests or just guests that guests at events and with mm-hmm. all the honor that people give me alhamdulillah super super grateful for but can I do that today mm-hmm. Am I able to collect my thoughts and be as eloquent as I am on some days and still be okay with that? I get those thoughts all the time. I am, like I said, 
alhamdulillah, one thing that I'm a massive, massive advocate for is not pigeonholing sisters in a box or putting them in a box of, for you to be on Instagram, you need to look like this. You need to be like this. You need to talk like this. I want sisters to show up unapologetically mm-hmm. in every single authentic state that they can. So if I want them to do that, then I have to do that too. So I have mm-hmm. to push through everything that I feel. Mm-hmm. So of course, I don't think I'd be human if I didn't have those mm-hmm. those um, those moments. And it's probably a bubble burst to a lot of sisters who look at me and think, oh my gosh, she's doing something super special. Actually, I'm not. You know, sometimes like, I'm, like you said, we grind every single day. If it wasn't for the passion that fills the purpose, would I still be doing that? Of course not. Yeah. Of course definitely. not. Definitely. What would you, what would, what advice would you give to um uh to, to Muslim entrepreneurs or Muslims sisters and brothers who want to start their own businesses? Maybe ha- they have started and they go through those moments too, and they experience those moments of doubt, those moments of fear you know fear of failure maybe i I don't know if this is going to work out you know and you know this is it's getting too much it's getting too hard you know what is there any advice that we can give to someone listening to this that it is is experiencing the same thing so here's my thing my thing is the entrepreneurship world will tell you push past it you've got to be stronger you're weak if it's that and here's my thing I'm, i'm i'm saying that in those moments you need to honor that feeling that you're going through. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why it's there. So yes, you do want to push past it, but also sit with it for a moment. Where did it come from? How can I work myself to get myself out of this moment? Mm -hmm. I like to see those moments of moments of rest. Our creativity is overspinning everywhere. And your mind and your body's telling you, actually for a moment this week, can we just chill? Like, I don't want to do that thinking. And that's okay. Entrepreneurship is not about burning ourselves out or making ourselves seem to be something that we're not. Actually, one of the reasons why I really love being an entrepreneur is because at every moment that I do have those pauses, there's growth that is right around the corner. And every time I think about that growth that's right around the corner, whether it's growth for the business, whether it's personal growth, whether it's growth within my family, I hold on to that. And it reminds me a bit of like holding on to the rope of Allah. With every moment that I hold on, Allah will not forsake me. He will not leave me. So it's the same thing that goes for everybody else, inshallah, that 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 holding on that you're doing, no matter how strong or how weak you may feel it in it, just know that there's something great that's coming from the back of it, inshallah. Inshallah. Definitely. Wow, that was beautiful, sis. And, you know, I, I really... Again, I've said it many times on the podcast, but I, I really admire the work that you're doing. And I know how hard it is. I know how difficult it is to, again, create something, you know, out of nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're someone who doesn't have necessarily the the, the privileges, um, you know, that are the, that other people are recorded. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, most, most entrepreneurs these days don't like to be realistic. You know, this image that a lot of people have of entrepreneurship that, you know what, you can only start if you have, you know, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, you have this, I need funding, I need investors, I need this, I need that. I mean, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm just guessing here, but I'm sure that you started with no ex- external funding and no investors. And you, you just had a mission and you said, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because every time I'm asked about that, sometimes I can get super emotional about it. And the reason mm-hmm. why I get super emotional about it is because I remember the vulnerability of what my income looked like at that point. Mm-hmm. 
all my money had gone into that business that didn't go anywhere. My savings, I was six months pregnant with my last child. I was working within the healthcare system that I wanted to get out. I saw it as a get out route for me out of this whole lifestyle of working nine to five, right? And I remember when I first wanted to, you know, get a venue and hold our very first event and I saw that I had nothing in the bank, nothing. The income that we were living off is my husband's income. And alhamdulillah for the job that he had. And, you know, it's a really good income, but still it wasn't what I was used to. Mm-hmm. And it became really difficult. And I just remember saying to myself, Jennifer, you've got the gift of the gab right now. You're about to put it to work. Alhamdulillah. So I remember approaching the first venue and really just laying out to them. And at that point, don't forget that I had no idea of what this was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But alhamdulillah, the passion of what I wanted, it came through. And they gave me my very first venue for dirt cheap. And what I had to do is I had to make sure that I pushed the sales for the tickets to pay for the venue. Mm-hmm. And then we had sponsorships come through for the dessert table, for the refreshments. And then in that, the venue threw in all teas, coffees, biscuits for free. And that's when I realized that actually, with nothing, and here's my favorite, favorite term or my favorite quote that I like to say, for me, the best ideas are born out of pain mm. and the best things come out when you have nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was a moment that that was like that for me. SubhanAllah. That's, uh, that's some powerful words, sis. And right now with sisters in business and where you are right now, looking back at that moment, that initial moment, are you glad that you didn't give up? Are you glad that you pushed through? Absolutely. Absolutely. If someone was to say to me at that time that in three years time, you'd have a team, you would have women who are, who look just like you, who their vision is just as big as yours, who our platform is reaching international, international women, Uganda, Gambia, you know, Africa, the Middle East. Mm. I would say to you guys, you guys are playing. There's no way I could do something like that. Right. But, I have to say, I had this question recently and someone said to me, well, who's your inspiration? And everyone on the panel was saying who the inspiration was. And it came to me and I paused. And I said, actually, I am my inspiration because I have come literally from nothing. And I've built something. But not only have I built something, I've built something that creates impact within our community. I've created something that even after I'm gone, the legacy that I'm looking to build, alhamdulillah, Allah has afforded that for me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you in that mission and increase you in success and increase you in that and grant you his barakah. I mean, because honestly, um, you know, we need more sisters like yourself who are willing to push past that fear to create these support systems because if you didn't go if you didn't in that moment decide that you know i'm gonna push forward despite all the reasons and all the doubts and you know you know all the reasons why i shouldn't which we all have at all times all these sisters that you've helped impact all these sisters that you've helped support they wouldn't have had that right they wouldn't have had that and you imagine that and you know for someone listening to this who's thinking of starting their business or maybe they've started and they're thinking of giving up you know i want you to think if, if it did work out, if you did push through and you were able to achieve that goal, you know, would you be able to make a difference in one person's life? Would you be able to make a difference in, you know, many people's lives? And when you think of that, 
will you know does that does that fact help drive you forward because a lot of times when it's just about us and that's really what i see is that when it's just about us we are it's not strong enough it's not my first the first business that i started it was a marketing agency and it was just about me it, mm. I, I just wanted to make you know i wanted to quit the nine to five i wanted to make an income online and i wanted mm. to be able to say you know i have the freedom the lifestyle all, all that comes with it and I, I was able to achieve that alhamdulillah of course not overnight after many months of trial and error I was yeah. able to achieve it. And once I did, I realized I'm like, okay, what's next? Do I just keep trying to grow and grow until I'm making, you mm -hmm. know, six figures, seven figures. Mm -hmm. And I realized I had no motivation to do so. There was no drive. Mm -hmm. There's nothing pushing me forward because it was, it was just about me. Mm -hmm. I was just in it for me. And I realized mm -hmm. I was waking up and I was not excited. I was actually dreading working on my business, you yeah. know, even though it was something that I built. And it's only at that moment when I realized, wow, well, you know, I don't think I'm in the right place. I think I need to do something that is not just about me. I need to, I need to do something that's, you know, going to have an impact that's about a grander, bigger mission. And that's mm -hmm. where the idea for Omerpreneur came along. And that's when I started working on this. And, you know, Omerpreneur makes less money than my marketing agency to this day. It's still mm -hmm. a business that, you know, is less profitable. But for some reason, subhanAllah, there's just, you know, no matter what, even in those moments of doubt, those moments where I feel like, you know, I feel like giving up, I feel like, Maybe I'm, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do this. We've been working on this for so long and it's always still a struggle to this day. Yeah. But I just think to myself, you know what? I, ha I set out with a mission and I have to achieve the mission. And even sometimes mm -hmm. in my moments of doubt, I also have to extend some gratitude to my team because they push me too. And they're like, you know, mm -hmm. we're in this to achieve this mission. And this is just a test from Allah. And these are ch challenges mm -hmm. from Allah Taala to see if we're mm -hmm. sincere. And we mm -hmm. have to push through and we have to, we have to get there. And so I think when you have a vision, a mission that is bigger than you, it is, yeah. it's not just about you that really helps drive you forward exactly subhanallah and you know even with even within that you know i think let me stop saying i think i say i think a lot but <laughs> it's when i'm teaching women so i do a lot of coaching for women and starting up their businesses and one of the things that i teach very early on is really getting them to think about their legacy mm -hmm. what is it that you want to leave behind with the business that you want to build because that way you reframe the mind from thinking about the money you want to make, but rather you think about the impact that you want to leave. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the impact that you want to leave, the purpose and the passion becomes bigger, but it becomes more focused. Mm -hmm. And when you're much more focused in the times that you're not making that kind of money, you still have something that can drive you, right? So you're still thinking about your story, your journey. What is it? What's the sabakajiriya behind this? And that's exactly how, alhamdulillah, that with the women that we've been working with, why their businesses have become a lot more sustainable rather than the three months and the six months and it's just a boutique and then it, it builds and it crumbles. Actually, they're thinking about it much more in the long term now. Mm -hmm. And that's, what, that's where, for me, the difference is. That's what makes the difference. SubhanAllah. I really, really love that. What can, what can we expect from sisters in business in the future, inshallah? Is there anything that you have in store or anything that you know our listeners can look forward to from you? Goodness. Do I really want to spill the beans on this? I think, you know, <laughs> alhamdulillah, we've been working so hard. But one of the things that we are hoping to do, inshallah, is to launch another branch in a different continent. But we're oh, hoping inshallah. to cross some waters, inshallah, and start to really establish ourselves that way. But um, for now, I mean, I mean, but for now, it's more just about creating the impacts of where we are and keep on making those hard hitting impacts mm -hmm. 
keep on waking the world up to the to the community and to the women that are in the community and to be honest we're not done celebrating our sisters so we have to concentrate on keep on celebrating them and their achievements with what they're doing subhanallah because you know if you look on my LinkedIn, one of the very first things that I say is we got tired for asking a seat at the table. We just mm-hmm. created our own. Mm-hmm. So now when you pull up a seat at our table, you play by our rules. Mm-hmm. And our rules means that you accept us in who we are with all that we present to you and understanding that our businesses rival every other woman's business that is out there in whatever community in which she exists. So yeah, alhamdulillah, we've got quite we've got quite a work to do, but alhamdulillah, we're getting there. Definitely, definitely. May Allah grant you tawfiq in this mission. I mean, I mean. I have a question that I ask every single guest on this podcast, and I'm I'm really mm-hmm. excited to ask you this question too. If you could go back and give your 18 uh, year old self, you know, one piece of advice, something that she could hold on to as she goes through this journey of life and this journey of mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, you could only tell her one thing though, so no cheating. What would that one thing be? Oh gosh. Um even when you was asking me that just now, my eyes have started to well up. Mm-hmm. Because at 18, I was broken. Mm. Very, very broken. Um, what would I tell her? That you're going to be great. I love that. Mashallah. I love that. I think sometimes we just need to believe in ourselves. We need to right. believe that we have that within us, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember listening to a podcast and, um, you know, I always thought to myself that subhanAllah, that I have gone through so much in life, right? Even before I became Muslim, then when I came to Dean, the things that you sacrifice. And I remember this is his podcast. I just, I recently um, went through something quite emotional and I remember the, the guy, um, he, he said in the podcast, he goes, you know, great people go through a lot of shit. Look at my language. Yeah, but at that moment, I realised that, alhamdulillah, in the most humble way possible, right? But I know that I'm going to be great. And my greatness comes through the work that I do. My greatness comes through the words that I leave people. My greatness comes from being the woman who was downtrodden, who never believed in herself, who people didn't probably believe in either. And I've come up on the top of that now, alhamdulillah. And I'm someone who people would consider a leader in the community, a leader in the work that I do. And just that my words hold so much weight when they are being spoken, that I knew and I know that I'm still going to be great, inshallah. Inshallah, ta'ala, definitely. Well, what a beautiful way to to wrap up this podcast. And I really hope that every single Muslim woman, um, you know, is able, who listens to this podcast, is able to share it with her group and communities. And, you know, what's up forward, this, guys? Because we need to get Jennifer's message out there. Um, but please do share this because there, there were so many gems and so much wisdom shared, mashallah. And it was just real. And I love that. That's Those are the best conversations that I have um, on this podcast and the ones that I enjoy the most. So sis, where can we go to support you, support this, mis- this mission? If there's sisters listening to this, how can they go and be part of your community? Um, where can we lead them, inshallah? So you can find us on Instagram at sisters.inbusiness. Mm-hmm. Sisters.in.business. Mm-hmm. Um, our website, www.sistersinbusiness.co.uk. Send mm-hmm. me an email, reach out to us on the gram. 
Um, wherever that you think you may find me, you probably will, alhamdulillah. Um, but for the most part, do reach out and um, just know that um, we're always going to support. I'm your biggest cheerleader. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Alhamdulillah. I love it. I love it. So guys, we'll drop those links in the episode notes, description, wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, but Sisters in Business, go on Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, all, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you are. Or also go on their website, sistersinbusiness.co.uk. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, sign up to their community. Do what you need to do. But go and support them and um, you know, reach out to Jennifer and let her know just how inspirational the work that she's doing is, inshallah, because it really is. And I know how much as an entrepreneur it means for us to hear sometimes that positive feedback. It allows us to keep going and, and you know, just keep that vision and mission in mind, inshallah. Um, and with that, yeah, Jazakallah khair, sister, for joining me on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor. I uh, really appreciate you and I appreciate you joining me. Honestly, it was a beautiful conversation and I hope that inshallah we'll have you again in the future. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and guys, you know the drill. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy this podcast, don't be stingy. Give us a little bit of a, a little rating um, on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on, inshallah, um, or follow us on social media at Umarpreneur. And of course, if you need help with your business and you want to book a call with me or my team, just go to umarpreneur.com slash call and you'll get the chance to book an appointment there where we can speak to you and help you out, inshallah. Until then, we'll see you next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa